Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas, a wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. Hey everybody, this is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week we have an extra special show for you. We'll be profiling Stone County, Arkansas's most famous native son, singer and prolific songwriter Jimmy Driftwood, with a lot of songs and stories from Arkansas's folk icon. Also this week, our vault keeper, Mark Jones, has found an old recording of the song Unclouded Day, sung by the beloved Gene Simmons. And Jeff Glover and I will continue our argument, I mean discussion, about the meaning of folk music. All that and more this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. Folk singer and songwriter Jimmy Driftwood was adept on most of the stringed instruments commonly played in the Ozarks. His father, Neil Morris, was a local singer, and Jimmy learned to play the guitar at a young age on his grandfather's homemade instrument. Driftwood noted that its neck was made from a fence rail, its sides from an old ox yoke, and the head and bottom from the headboard of his grandmother's bed. This homemade instrument produced a pleasant, distinctive, resonant sound. Jimmy Driftwood was born James Corbett Morris in the Richwoods community south of Mountain View, Arkansas, on June 20, 1907. Driftwood helped establish the Ozark Folk Center to preserve Ozark Mountain culture. The Folk Center was later absorbed into the Arkansas State Park System and remains a popular tourist destination as well as the home of Ozark Highlands Radio. We're really lucky to have these old recordings of Jimmy, not only his songs, but his stories as well. I want to do a little of a song that you might like. As a school teacher, I, I was always using songs, taking my guitar to school and using songs to help teach whatever class I might be teaching. And I like to use the old songs that I'd learned from the fathers and mothers, and, and especially the British ballads and early American folk songs. They're really great to use in class. But if I couldn't find a song to fit the occasion, why, sometimes I would, um, what I call, make up a song. And I would tell folks that I was doing this just to try to kind of help the kids remember a little more about the lesson. And then I went off to college, and I found out they had a term for that. It's called uh, enriching the curriculum. So I think I'll do you a song now that I wrote for that reason and nothing else. <laughs> well, in 1814, we took a little trip Along with Colonel Jackson down the mighty Mississippi Took a little bacon and we took a little bean As we met the friendly British near the town of New Orleans Fired our guns and the British kept a coming There wasn't not as many as there was a while ago Fired once more and they began to run Down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico I seed Mars Jackson walking down the street Talking to a pirate by the name of Gene Lafitte He gave Gene a drink that he brought from Tennessee And the pirate said he'd help us there the British in the sea. The French said, Andrew, you'd better run, for Packingham's a coming with a bullet in his gun. Hickory said he didn't give a damn. He's gonna whip the britches off of Colonel Packingham. We fired our guns and the British kept a coming, but there wasn't I as many as there was a while ago. Fired what the moon ran out, they began to running on down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. River and we see the British come, and there must have been a hundred of them beating on the drum. They stepped so high and they made the bugles ring while we stood beside our cotton bales and didn't say a thing. Old Hickory said we 
could take them by surprise. If we didn't fire a musket till we looked them in the eye. We held our fire till we see their faces well. Opened up a squirrel gun that really gave hell. Fired our guns and the British kept a coming, but there wasn't like as many as there was a while ago. Fired but the moon ran out, they began to run it on down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. Well, we fired our cannon till the barrel melted down. So we grabbed the alligator and we fought another round. We filled his head with cannonballs and powdered his behind. And when we touched the powder off, the gator lost his mind. We'll march back home, but we'll never be content till we make old Hickory the people's president. And every time we think about the bacon and the beans, think about the fun we had way down in New Orleans. Fired our guns and the British kept a coming. There wasn't I as many as there was a while ago. Fired but the moon ran out, they began to running down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. And they ran through the brambles And they ran through the bushes Where a rabbit couldn't go They ran so fast The hounds couldn't catch them Down the Mississippi To the Gulf of Mexico They fired our guns And the British kept a coming But there wasn't I as many As there was a while ago Fired but the more And they began to run Down the Mississippi To the Gulf of Mexico Thank you so much. Driftwood attended John Brown College in Northwest Arkansas and later received a degree in education from Arkansas State Teachers College. He started writing songs during his teaching career to teach his students history. During the 1920s and 30s, Driftwood left Arkansas, eventually hitchhiking through the southwestern United States. In Arizona, he entered and won a local song contest. In 1936, Driftwood married Cleta Johnson, who was one of his former students, and returned to Arkansas to raise a family and resume his teaching career. During this period of his life, he wrote hundreds of songs, but didn't pursue a music career seriously. I want to sing you another song that you might like to help me on. And it's one of the, one of the early songs of this, this area. It's about a dog, and the dog's name's Lee, old Lee. And there's a little chorus in it that you might like to learn to sing. And you'll notice I don't say, here, Lee, I say, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way a fellow in this part of the country calls his dog. Now, for his kids, he says, here. Here, here. But for the dog, yeah, yeah. And you know the dogs never do get mixed up when he's calling the kids. <laughs> now, the little chorus goes like this. Come on, Lee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, Lee, the best old dog that ever did bark up a sycamore tree. Try it. Come on, Lee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, Lee, the best old dog that ever did bark up a sycamore tree. Well, I had a good dog, and his name was Lee. He's the best old hound dog that you ever did see. He loved his master and he loved his home. But only he took up with the wild, wild wolves and began to roam. Well, he treated me a possum and he treated me a coon. And he catched me a wild boar in the light of the moon. He treated me a panther and he treated me a bear. And right or wrong, when a fight was on, only he was there. Oh, come on, Lee. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, Lee, the best old dog that ever did bark up a sycamore tree. The best I ever heard old Lee called in my life. I sung this one time at the agricultural school in Bangkok, Thailand. And those old boys that I didn't think had voices, 
how they sung that song. Now I may have forgotten the song. Well, he was doing all right. He didn't hanker to prowl. Till one dark night, he heard a bitch wolf howl. She howled so lonesome, she howled so sweet. Old Lee got up and walked right off, left a ham of meat. Well, I could not sleep one week that night. On the mountainside, there was an awful fight. At the break of day, up the hill I sped. I found ten big wolves on the mountaintop, and they all were dead. Come on, Lee, here, 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 here. Come on, Lee, the best old dog that ever did bark up a sycamore tree. Do it again. Come on, Lee, here, 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 here. Come on, Lee, the best old dog that ever did bark up a sycamore tree. What is that walking by old Lee's side? He's been to the wild wolves and has won him a bride. Why is he digging in the sandy loam? He's a digging a hole so his wife and kids can have him a home. Old Lee came home. He'd been bit by a snake. I give him some fat meat and I baked him a cake. He ate the fat meat and looked up with a grin. Then he picked up the cake and he carried it away to the wild wolf's den. Come on, Lee. Here, 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 here. In the 1950s, James Morris changed his name to Jimmy Driftwood, both publicly and legally. In 1957, a Nashville, Tennessee song publisher signed Jimmy to his first record deal. Driftwood's first album, newly discovered early American folk songs, received good reviews but didn't sell particularly well. The Battle of New Orleans was included on the album, but it didn't conform to the radio standards of the time because of the words hell and damn in the lyrics. Driftwood was asked to make a shorter, censored version of the song for a live radio performance. Singer Johnny Horton, after hearing the song, contacted Driftwood and told him that he wished to record his own version. Horton's version of the song went to the top of both the country and pop charts in the summer of 1959. Driftwood left Arkansas for Nashville and became popular with his appearances on the Grand Ole Opry and programs including Ozark Jubilee and the Louisiana Hayride. He was invited to sing for Soviet Premier Nikita Khrushchev as an example of traditional American music during the leader's visit to the United States. He became a member of the Opry in the 1950s. Now, I think I'd like for the crowd to join with me in an old song. And I'm going to tell the class a lot about more about this song when we talk about our, uh, Arkansas songs a little later on. Uh, this is a song, and I'll briefly tell you, it's... Uh, 
I used to think this was a superstition. Uh, there's a lot of people that believe that if you have a leg cut off or an arm cut off and you put it in the grave, bury it, and the man's still alive, and it's in the grave crooked, that it'll hurt and the man will feel the pain. And I will tell you that I have helped to dig up a man's arm who had, had an arm off and he said, I'll tell you, my arm's in the grave crooked and it's killing me. And I went out to help dig it up. And we put a big old rock on it, try to keep it straightened out. And when we got back, he said his arm quit hurting. Now, it's a funny thing, but it actually did happen. And I always thought it was superstition until I was talking to a famous Chinese doctor. And he said, well, it's not superstition. There might be something to it, so I don't know. This is called Straighten Out My Leg, and the old man that sung it didn't say leg. He said lag. So let's just all say lag. And it's called Straighten Out My Leg. The chorus goes like this, and you help me, man. Straighten out my leg, straighten out my leg. Take me down in the holler, Molly, and straighten out my leg. Straighten out my leg, oh, straighten out my leg. Take me down in the holler, Molly, and straighten out my leg. I was going down the mountain with a load of Mountain Dew. I fell off of the wagon and broke my leg in two. They cut her off with a pocket knife and dug three feet below. They put my leg in crooked and that's why it hurts me so. Straighten out my leg, straighten out my leg. Take me down in the holler, Molly, straighten out my leg. Come on, straighten out my leg, straighten out my leg. Take me down in the holler, Molly, straighten out my leg. When they cut my broken leg off, it almost took my breath. They seared it with a red-hot iron or I'd have bled to death. They put my leg in crooked in that grave beneath the snow. And it hurts me every time I try to wiggle my big toe. Straighten out my leg, straighten out my leg. Take me down in the holler, Molly, straighten out my leg. Straighten out my leg, straighten out my leg. Oh, take me down in the holler, Molly, straighten out my leg. If you'll go down in the holler, Molly, straighten out my leg. I'll hold you tight and dance all night on my old wooden peg. Live a lad life of gladness like we did in days of yore. Cause when you straighten out my leg, it won't hurt anymore. Straighten out my leg, oh, straighten out my leg. Oh, take me down in the holler, Molly. Straighten out my leg. Straighten out my leg. Straighten out my leg. Oh, take me down in the holler, Molly. Straighten out my leg. I'd love to tell you a little story about that. Very quickly, I'm going to tell you a true story, and they're, they're good in a folklore class. Years ago, there was a deputy United States marshal lived here, no, or close to here, named Joe Dodson. Uh, it's before I was born, but I've heard my grandfather talk about it a lot. And his brother was made whiskey. Now, across the mountains, 40 or 50 miles, there was a man by the name of Bruce. That was his last name who made whiskey, and he was making the whiskey for the state house in Little Rock. He had a good trade. Now, the boys around here wanted that trade. 
So the Deputy United States Marshal said, old man Bruce Word said, if you don't quit making whiskey, I'm going to have to come over and get you. He sent the Marshal back, when you get your brother and stop him, come and see me. See, that made the, the, the Deputy Marshal very mad, and he took a wagon, and he left this part of the country, and he picked up a fellow by the name of Renfro and Alco to go with him. Uncle Cy Lawrence, who, who just went along because he said, I can keep trouble down. He lived at Timbo, and he didn't take any gun. He said, I can keep any trouble down. He went along. They went to Snowball, Arkansas, and spent the night, and there old Captain Taylor lived, United States Marshal. This is a true story now. And they planned that night how they'd go, but somebody rode across the mountain on a mule and let the old man Bruce know that they was a coming the next day. And when they got out the next day, I'm making this short now, inside of the still, Old Uncle Cy Lawrence, without a gun, got started walking up towards the still. And when he got so close, old man Bruce said, Now, Cy, don't come any closer. Uncle Cy said, I've come up to keep down trouble and kept walking. He said, Cy, if you come any closer, I'll shoot your right arm off. He took another step and he shot his right arm off. It dangled. When it was over, they brought Captain Taylor back to Snowball and buried him. They brought Joe, Joe Dotson back here and buried him. They cut Uncle Si's arm on off and buried it in the, in the graveyard at Timbo, and Uncle Si is buried at Okima, Oklahoma. Now there was a big old man, Bruce, hid out in the hills. They got a big reward out for him, terrible big reward out for him, and it got bigger and bigger because people put in money. They wanted this man caught. Finally, his son turned him in and got the reward. That gave him plenty of money to fight the case with, and they gave him a year in the penitentiary, and six months he was out making whiskey for the state house again. <laughs> After Johnny Horton's success with the Battle of New Orleans, Driftwood performed at Carnegie Hall and at major American folk music festivals before returning home to Timbo, Arkansas in 1962. During his recording career, Driftwood also won Grammy Awards for the albums Wilderness Road and Songs of Billy Yank and Johnny Reb and for the song Tennessee Stud. Driftwood's songs were recorded by Eddie Arnold, Johnny Cash, Hawkshaw Hawkins, Homer and Jethro, Odetta, Doc Watson, and others. In 1958, Driftwood appeared as a guest challenger on the television game show To Tell the Truth. enjoying our program on Stone County native son Jimmy Driftwood. We'll hear more of his songs later in the show, but we'll take a short break now, after which it'll be time to head down to the vault for a visit with my buddy Mark Jones. This is Ozark Highlands Radio.
Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Over the last 40-some-odd years that the Ozark Folk Center has been in operation, we've recorded just about every program we've ever done here, and we've done a lot of programs. There's programs four, five, sometimes six nights a week here at the Ozark Folk Center Auditorium. We keep copies of all those recordings, all the recordings over the years, down in the vault below the Folk Center here. And every week about this time, I like to take a trip down into the vault to visit with Mark Jones, who keeps track of all that stuff. Let's go down there now. Hey, Mark, how you doing this week? Dave, I'm doing pretty good. Well, it's good to see you. You look just fine. Well, thank you. I don't know. You need to get outside and get a little sunlight, though. It's get dingy sun, down here. sun, yeah. Yeah. What kind of music have you lined out for us this week? Dave, I've got some interesting stuff. This is someone that is near and dear to my heart. She's like, actually, she's like a second mother to me. When I came here, I got to know the Simmons family, and Miss Jean kind of just accepted anything, everything that I did, which wasn't always the best thing. Yeah, she to must do. have been a very forgiving person, I guess. But she was a great person and touched so many people's lives. She surely did. She was beloved of everyone here in Mountain View, and really, people all over the country and people all over the world loved Jean Simmons. That's true. Worked at the dulcimer shop there, and she helped so many people learn mountain dulcimer. I remember that every time there was some big event at the folk center, say the Ozark Folk Festival in the spring, or some special act would come in, there would be a square dance at her house that evening and a big picking. I've been to many of them, and I know you have too. I have. They were some great times. Yep. Jean was with us a long time. She was born in 1934. She was a member of the Bonds family from down in my end of the county, down near the Little Red River, which is a very musical family. There's still a lot of Bonds musicians around. And uh, later on in life, she married Leon Jennings, the old postmaster from uh, Leslie, Arkansas. And they had a fine life together until she passed away in 2005. That's right. And we sure lost a lot of history and just... We lost a great person. A great friend. This is a recording of her and also uh, Judy Clementson, who later became Judy Clankhammer. Uh-huh. And Judy was really well known for helping kids learn and become interested in folk music. And this song is called Uncloudy Day. Let's listen to it.
That's a great song, isn't it? Judy and Gene both playing the Mountain Dulcimers. And I think that was uh, Gene's husband, Tommy Simmons, playing the guitar. That's right. That was great, Mark, to hear a good old recording of Gene Simmons. By the way, while I've got you here, you know, this week's show is on Jimmy Driftwood. And you knew Jimmy Driftwood, didn't you? I sure did, Dave, and uh, I enjoyed Jimmy a lot. Uh, I would come here with Mom and Dad, who was Grandpa and Ramona Jones. They were big friends with Jimmy. Actually, I came down here in 1973, took a folklore class from him and Bess Wolf, and one of the songs that I remember him doing, and I really liked it, was Barney McCoy. Well, let's listen to a little bit of that. This first song is an old song called Barney McCoy. My mom and dad just do it together, and dad would sing his verse, and she'd sing hers. So I'll try to change my voice enough tonight that you can tell which is the man and which is the woman. I'm going far away, Nora, darling, to a land that's far across the stormy blue. And it's lonesome I will be if you fail to go with me, for there'll never be another one like you. Oh, I cannot go with you, Barney, darling, and the reason that I give you is no ploy. It would break my mother's heart if from her I was to part And go roaming with you, Barney McCoy Can you hear the guitar all right? I have talked to your mother, Nora, darling so bid your friends and dear old Ireland goodbye. See if I can thank him a song. Bid your friends and dear old Ireland goodbye. She will sail across the foam when we find another home in that wonderful new land by and by. Then I'll go with you, Barney, darling. For the news you bring has filled my heart with joy And I know that I'll be blessed in that dear land of the West Living happy with you, Barney McCoy ship is now at anchor in the bay and before tomorrow's sun we will hear the signal done of the vessel that will carry us away oh god bless you my dear barney darling you will always be my treasure and my joy and wherever you may go i'll go with you for i know i will always love you barney mccoy
You know, Mark, everybody knew Jimmy Driftwood around here, and you always could tell Jimmy because he was always wearing a red flannel shirt and black pants. You remember that? That's true. And all through my childhood, that's all I ever saw him in. In fact, I I only thought he had one red shirt. (laughs) But one time I come down here with Dad and Mom, we were out at his house, and I was going down the hall to the bathroom, and I looked, and there was a closet there, and it was full of red shirts and black pants. (laughs) So he had more than one outfit. Well, that's good to know. You know, I think tonight I'll do something different to what I've done ever. I think uh, one thing that I'll I'll sing the first song that I ever used in school. Uh, I was a school teacher for many, many years, and I hope none of you will hold that against me. Yeah. Uh, And and I used songs in school. All all my life I did. And as far as I remember, I think this is the first one I ever used. I, I had some little kids that were having trouble pronouncing words. Their enunciation and pronunciation was both very bad. And I found out that this song really helped them. And then I've used it in a lot of places all over the world. It's called Froggy Went a Courtin'. And you've heard the song Froggy Went a Courtin'. He did right. Uh huh. That's the lazy man's way of singing the song. Uh huh. And that's not the way that they brought that thing out of the state of Georgia into this part of the country. And you might like to learn this little chorus. Now there's a little, little, little silly rhyme goes in this, and this is what helps the kids. And you might like, I'm gonna sing it real slow and see if you can learn it. Kimo, Kimo, Captain Kiro, Bominishi, Kimo. Selmanicka, Bominicka, Clatterbona, Rinkdumma, Rinkdumma, Clatterbona, Kimo. Now there was many ways to do this silly rhyme. In some places they say some things, and some, I mean different people singing. See if you can get on to this. Oh, Kimo, Kimo, Captain Kiro, Bominishi, Kimo. Semonica, Bominica, Clatterbona, Rink, Dumma, Rink, Dumma, Clatterbona, Kimo. Now you try it now. You, you stay with me on that one time. I used to, when I'd go and do a program at a university or anywhere, this is the first song I would do, and I'd say, now I'm going to do this song, and I'd teach them this, this rhyme, and I'd have one of my albums. I said, now when the program is over, so anybody can come up and sing this rhyme, I'll give you this album. I don't mind telling you it was a trick. They'd learn it, then we'd sing them for an hour and a half, and I'd learn them, teach them some more songs, and when it was over, everybody had forgotten it. <laughs> but twice, twice in my life has somebody spoke up and said, I know that. And one, one was a girl who had had polio in a wheelchair in the Philippines. This was something. She yelled, says, I know the song. And up she came. Okay, do that chorus one more time, then we'll sing the song. Kimo, Kimo, Captain Kiro, Bominishi, Kimo. Semonica, Bominica, Clatterbona, Rink, Dumma, Rink, Dumma, Clatterbona, Kimo. Kids love this song. Well, and I also tell people when they say to me at a university, could you sing us a protest song? I say, well, here's one that was written in about 16, way back 1600, or maybe before that. And it, may, it might have been a protest song, because if it was the poor people who got tired of the gaudy weddings of the rich and made, out, uh, made up a song about a mouse and a frog getting married, maybe you could call that a protest song. I don't know many protest songs, and I'll tell you why. I'm not mad at anybody. 
Okay, well, a froggy went a courtin' and a he did ride. Clatterboard a rink to Macaimo. He had Miss Mousie by his side. Clatterboard a rink to Macaimo. Took Miss Mousie on his knee. Clatterboard a rink to Macaimo. He said, Miss Mouse, will you marry me? Clatterboard a rink to Macaimo. Kimo, Kimo, Captain Kilo, bomb and she Kimo. Seven nickel, bomb and nickel, clatterboard a rink, bomb a rink to Macaimo. As I recall, Jimmy had a collection of a lot of different crazy instruments, and he also used a lot of strange tunings that we don't hear much today. That's true, uh, Dave. Actually, he taught my mother a, an old fiddle tune called Gonna Go Hunting for the Buffalo, and it was in an E minor tuning. You know, he, he had another tune that we've got a recording of that is in a kind of an odd minor tuning. It's called Little Betsy Brown. Let's listen to it. All right. Well, when you come out to my house, and I'm expecting you, you'll see a lot of guitars laying around on the tables, and they're all in different tunings. These are old folk tunings, some of them almost forgotten. 
Now, I don't think they will be forgotten, you pray. And that pleases me to think that something that's almost lost is gone again. I promised a little boy, I'd say, I promised him a dozen times, I'd sing him this song. This is another one of the old tunings, and the old boy that sent me this, this is a banjo, actually, but it's a six-string banjo. They don't make them in this country. A boy who had gone to school to me uh, found this in Bavaria and sent it to me during World War II. Rolling down that rocky road with a tired team and a heavy load. Rolling down that rocky road with my little Betsy Brown. Gee, Hawbuck and a woo-haw ball, can't you hear the mountains call? We'll get far sometime this fall, my little Betsy Brown. I went to her father like a man. I asked him for his daughter's hand. He said, young scamp, get off my land before I shoot you down. Now Betsy sleeps in my wagon bed. On the frozen ground, I lay my head. At the end of the journey, I'll be wed to my little Betsy Brown. Rolling down that rocky road with a tired team and a heavy load. Rolling down that rocky road with my little Betsy Brown. Gee, Hawbuck and a woo ball, can't you hear them mountains call? We'll get there sometime this fall, my little Betsy Brown. If we could meet that preacher man, I'd take my Betsy by the hand. I'd get into that wagon and I'd start the honeymoon If I could claim her as my bride I'd throw away this old cowhide I'd go to sleep my Betsy's side and I wouldn't wake up till noon Rolling down that rocky road with a tired team and a heavy load Rolling down that rocky road with my little Betsy Brown Gee, hop up, oh, hop ball, can't you? Thanks, Mark. I'll tell you, that Mark Jones is a wealth of information. We're mighty lucky to have him around here. After this break, we'll see if our producer, Jeff Glover, has finally come up with a true example of folk music. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Once again this week, I'm continuing my my, uh, conversation with Jeff Glover, our producer, about folk music. For weeks now, he's been trying to come up with 
a real folk song. Jeff, what have you got for us today? Okay, okay, okay. I got another interview here, and it might be a little bit of a stretch, but I think the song that I've picked out, it's not even going to matter about the interview. But let's listen to the interview. This is an interview uh, with Cindy Wolf, Mark Ballou, and Jason Chapman, some very, very authentic folk musicians from Springfield, Missouri. That's true. And let's just listen to the interview, and we'll talk about it. Okay. What is a folk song? Hmm. Is a song sung by folks. It's <laughs> <laughs> not a bad answer. It, in its simplicity, you're, that's probably yeah. one of the best answers we've had. All right, I win. <laughs> Mark, uh, um, that was so eloquent and, and like to the bone. How can I? I can't follow that now. What is a folk song? Well, I would say a folk song is uh, an important part of what a folk song is, is that it, it arose out of a community. It was not necessarily someone sat down with pen and paper and decided that this line goes here and this line goes here, but uh, something that, that uh, yeah, came, came from the people and uh, a lot of times was uh, written uh, by more than one people over, and over time. See, yours was so much better, darn it. No. All right, so you've had the benefit of listening to yeah, those two, help. Jason, your answer is, sir? I would say, I feel like a folk song when you think of it. It's more like like Mark was saying, the lyric is something of an experience. You know, they don't, they don't write a song abstractly. It's more of what daily life is. And it's something out of, out of, I guess, the mountainous culture, you know, somewhere. You feel like it's rural. Yeah, you just, you pointed uh, your finger there. What did he... What did he hit on daily life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked that aspect of it. Um, even down to the actual rhythm of the songs, you know, whether it be like a, a chain gang or whatever, like the actual labor produces the rhythm of the songs or, you know, hearing the train track, that you know, the train going down the track, like music actually comes out of the, the actual experiences, the sounds and the, the work, you know. Okay. Jason Chapman says that folk music is songs about daily life from a community. And I took that to heart and I started thinking about it. I started thinking about our community and songwriters. And I, who comes to mind but Jimmy Driftwood, Dave? So I'm thinking I can play Tennessee Stud by Jimmy Driftwood, right? Well, yes and no. Yes, it's a song by a local songwriter. And yes, it's a song that has been played by many people and recorded by lots of people. But to me, Jeff, a folk song is a song that's written about something that actually happened. And if you think about the Tennessee Stud, it's probably just a story that Jimmy Driftwood made up. And and he also wrote it for commercial purposes. He wrote that in 1959. At the heart of his commercial career, that's a money-making song. And in my mind anyway, Jeff... A folk song is a song that's just written for the pure song and not to make any money, not for a, as a commercial song. Don't you think? Dave, it's Jimmy Driftwood. It's whatever he writes should be folk music that I can play. Well, technically, because we're at the Ozark Folk Center and Jimmy Driftwood had a lot to do with this place being opened up, technically, yes, you can do a Jimmy Driftwood song, but... I don't think it really qualifies as a folk song. Dave, you're so hard-headed. Jeff, are your pants on backwards? Yeah, helps me keep up with my wallet. Hey, hey, you cut my banjo string. 
Yeah. You sing this chorus with me. Now, everybody learned this chorus. It's a little easy thing. He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man. He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man. Can you do it now? I'll sing the words and then you help me sing the chorus. There once was a lawyer they called Mr. Clay. He had but few clients and they wouldn't pay. At last of starvation he grew so afraid that he courted and married a wealthy old maid. At the wedding this lawyer made one big mistake. Twas not in omitting the wine or the cake. The ring was well chosen, they had a big fee, but the lawyer did not get a warranty deed. Now, he's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man. Louder. He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man. That night in their chamber, the lady arose and began to prepare to retire and repose. While her husband sat near her admiring her charms Which gave him such pleasure to hold in his arms She went to the washstand to bathe her fair face And thus she destroyed all her beauty and grace The rose on her cheek quickly grew very faint And he saw on the towel twas nothing but paint He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man. He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man. She went to the mirror to take down her hair. When she had done so, her scalp was all bare. Said she don't be frightened to see my bald head. I'll put on my cap when I get into bed. She hung her false hair on the wall on a pig. Then she proceeded to take off a leg. Her trembling husband thought sure he would die when she asked him to come and take out her glass eye. He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man. He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man. The husband was biting his quivering lips while she was removing her counterfeit hips. Just then her false nose clattered down on the floor and the poor lawyer screamed and ran out at the door. He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man. He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man. Now, this is another one of the old, old songs that there was advice on the last. Now, all you young men who would marry for life, be sure to examine your intended wife. Remember the lawyer who trusted his eyes and a little bit later got quite a surprise. He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man. He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man.
Back home in Arkansas, Driftwood became a folklorist, establishing the Rackensack Folklore Society, an association of local folk singers and musicians, and began performing at the local county fair in Mountain View. Driftwood became interested in promoting Arkansas folk music and the local folk performers he knew in the area. He invited members of the Mountain View community to perform at a festival of his own devising. This festival grew over the years and transformed into the annual Arkansas Folk Festival, which would attract more than 100,000 people. It's true at my house. People come all the time. They come to the back door. They come in whether they've ever been there or not. They know it's all right to come in my house. They come in and they make a cup of coffee if they want to. If they want to lay down on the couch and sleep, they do that. There's only one thing that they ever do that I wish they wouldn't do. Occasionally, some fella comes in and he picks a little, and he picks up on these guitars. He says, well, I'll be darned, his guitar's out of tune. I'll tune Jim Driftwood's car. So he tunes them all. Every one of them up, he tunes them all up. Dragger tuning, you know. When I come in, you know, he says, well, while I was fooling around here, I tuned all your guitars. I says, that sure is kind of you. I got it, you know. You know, I, 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 I say, if you had a cup of coffee, you know, and I, I, sometimes I feel like saying, I have you had any strychnine yet, you know. <laughs> Now, uh, before this town was Mountain View, it was Riggsville, right close by was Riggsville. And uh, that was a long time, of course, before I was born. This, this became a town in 1873. Stone County became a county in uh, 1873. And that's 100 years ago, had a centennial last week. Uh, but there was Riggsville. And then, uh, then, then uh, later, of course, it built up and it, uh, right here and it changed to Mountain View. Now, also, in old days here, the only way you could get through this country, even when I was a child, the only way you could get through this country was either walk, ride a horse or a mule, or ride in a wagon. Uh, there were some ox teams, too. That's the only way you could get through this country. There were no roads that you could drive a car over if anybody had one. And, of course, then nobody didn't. And it was hard for a wayfaring man to find a place to stay all night. I'm happy that my daddy would always keep anybody that came along because I think that helped me. Now... This is, I'm gonna sing you a song about, about a fellow who was coming through the country and he couldn't find a place to stay all night. And finally an old man said, well, I'll tell you, son, if you wanna go home with me and stay all night, it's all right, but we're awful crowded at my house and you will have to sleep with the baby. Well, as I went down to Riggsville town, I met an old man and his name was Brown. Said you could stay in the shanty old, but you'll have to sleep with the baby old. When we got there, I was froze to death, and I didn't want to smell no baby's breath. I took a big drink and I said, By darn, if you don't mind, I'll sleep in the barn. Well, the night was cold and the wind did blow, and the smoke rolled out of the shanty old. I shivered the shook with a frostbit toe, and I wished that I slept with the baby o. Morning came and it took me a look when I heard somebody say soup pied soup. Standing on the frozen straw was the prettiest woman in Arkansas. She looked at me and she said, I said, young lady, who could you be? She said, my name is Mary Jo, but the old man calls me the baby old. I was cold and the wind didn't blow and the smoke rolled out of the shanty old. I shivered and shook. 
chill from the frog bit toe, and I wish that I slept with the baby yo. She milked the cow and went to the shack and had a big breakfast and raised her back. I sat by the fire and thought my toe, but I couldn't keep looking at the baby yo. to leave she came to me and said what could your title be I held her hand and told her right the fool had slept in the barn last night night's cold in the wind is blowing the smoke rolling out of the shady I shivered and shook with a frostbit toe and I wished I'd have slept with the baby Driftwood became involved with environmental issues when the United States Army Corps of Engineers planned to dam the Buffalo River. He worked to defeat the plan, which ultimately resulted in the establishment of the Buffalo National River. Driftwood had a major role in preserving Blanchard Springs Caverns, which later came under management of the United States Forest Service. He recorded the song still heard in the orientation film in the Visitor's Center. Driftwood was appointed to direct the Arkansas Parks and Tourism Commission for his environmental efforts. He was also named to the advisory committee of the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts in Washington, D.C. Due to his extensive knowledge of folk music, he was appointed as a musicologist for the National Geographic Society. During his later life, Driftwood enjoyed performing free concerts for high school and college students. He died of a heart attack on July 12, 1998, in Fayetteville, Arkansas, at the age of 91. Here's Jimmy Driftwood performing one of his humorous songs, The Mixed Up Family. And this is a song uh, about a young girl that was wanting to get married. And you'll have to listen very closely to tell when the singer is the young girl and when the singer is the father who objects to the marriage. And at last, the mother gets into the act. And the name of the song is The Mixed Up Family. And it's kind of a bad song now. It goes something like this. Not real bad, no four-letter words. Father, oh dear father, get off your lazy bones. Tomorrow I will marry my lover, Billy Jones. Daughter, oh dear daughter, you'll have to find another. You cannot marry Billy Jones, for he is your half-brother. Well, this just broke the poor girl's heart, and they couldn't get her to go anywhere for a long, long time. Finally, her girlfriend got her to go to Sunday school one day, and she came back home about six months singing something like this. Father, oh dear father, I hope that you won't care. Tomorrow I will marry my lover, John O'Dare. Daughter, oh dear daughter, you'll have to find another. You cannot marry John O'Dare, for he is your half-brother. <coughs> well, if her heart was broken the first time, Certainly, she lost it entirely the second time, and she just swore that she'd never, never, never have anything else to do with men as long as she lived. But finally, her girlfriend came over to see her, and she tell you, said, I'll tell you now what let's do. Next Sunday morning, bright and early, she was from Scotland. Next Sunday morning, bright and early, let's get on our horses and ride across yander high mountain way down in tother valley 
where your pappy ain't never been. Well, they did, and this time in about a year, she came back singing something like this. Father, oh dear father, I hope that you won't frown. Tomorrow I will marry my lover, Jimmy Brown. Daughter, oh dear daughter, you'll have to find another. You cannot marry that Jimmy Brown, for he is your half-brother. Well, this time she went straight to her mother and sang something like this. Mother, oh dear mother, my poor heart is undone. Every boy I love turns out to be my father's son. Well, the mother who knew what an awful liar the old man was. Because she'd been living with him nigh on to 40 years. She took a big dip of snuff. And looked across the cabin to where the old man was a-settin' on a nail keg, a-whittlin' on an axe handle. And she sung big and loud something like this. Daughter, oh dear daughter, go on and make your vow. It ain't no sin for you ain't no kin to your pappy anyhow. This brings us to the end of our show. I hope you've enjoyed listening to and learning about the one and only Jimmy Driftwood. Be sure to check out our website, OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. For all of us here at Ozark Highlands Radio, I'm Dave Smith. Have a great week. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from Arkansas State Parks, a division of the Arkansas Department of Parks, Heritage, and Tourism, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. The Committee of 100 proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. And by Stone Bank with roots in Mountain View, Arkansas. Stone Bank is a proud supporter of heritage musicians and small towns across America with government-guaranteed loans for farmers, entrepreneurs, and communities. More information available at StoneBank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar. Mm-hmm.